what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, September 21st, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Adelia Jr. Joining me is Gameonesis, a.k.a. Janet Garcia. Hello, how's it going? It's going good, Janet. How are you? I'm good. Where's your uh, coffee from? Uh, my coffee's from Wendy's. I, I finally oh. got my, my car back from the repair, so I'm driving to work again. And for some reason... I'm on my way to work. I was like, oh, I can just get some breakfast. And in the Wendy's drive-thru, I've now, I've now made this habit. Even though I know I can just make coffee at work, and that's what I've been doing for mm. like the last month, and it's been great. It's saved me so much money. For some reason, when I order from Wendy's, I like just by reflex, I'm like, oh, yeah, and I'll get a small coffee with that. Like for some reason. And so, yeah, now I, I just have this Wendy's coffee with me. But Is their coffee like secretly good? No, this is coffee. This is it's the same thing. Like, it's exactly what you just, you'd expect. You're, you're hooked on the process, though. I think I'm just, I, honestly, I think it's just that, like, when I'm ordering my, oh, I forget what number it is. But basically, I got, like, a chicken uh, biscuit <laughs> from Wendy's. <laughs> and, like, when I'm ordering that, like, I have to get the combo. When I get the combo, they ask me, what do you want to drink? Like, what am I going to say? Stripe? So you're rocking a, chick a chicken biscuit and a coffee at, like, what I have to imagine is, like, 8.30 in the morning. Yeah, it's exactly 8.30 in the morning, actually. So, yeah. Honestly, I guess, you know, I guess that's the secret, you know, how the best get better. Freaking Wendy's. I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know to check there. So I will say I don't hear enough Maybe people talking about something. I don't hear enough people talking about Wendy's breakfast. Wendy's breakfast is off the chain. Yeah, no, I, I think Wendy's is because the whole thing is like the, the square patties fresh or frozen, right? Yeah. Do they still do that? That was back in the day. Do they still do that? There's no way what, that it's fresh and never frozen. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that was ever true. You know what I mean? But it sounded <laughs> good. Um, and it was true enough that I guess they could say it legally. But um wendy's is definitely like the it is still a fast food chain but it's like the like the indie fast food chain in a way like people forget about wendy's like i haven't been to wendy's in a hot minute see i feel like wendy's is like the ubisoft of fast food companies where like if you know you know but like for the most part it's like well you know why don't i play this activision game over here when i say activision i mean mcdonald's or like why don't i, feel I like play activision will be burger king See, I was going to say Burger King's EA. Who's McDonald's then? McDonald's would be Activision. No. No. Why? Because they're like the most popular, right? Like every, the, the, yeah, but the Big Mac is, is Call of Duty. In this analogy. I don't, know. I don't know. I'm just saying like in and out in and out I feel like that might be like Annapurna Interactive right there. That, that might be true. Do some people really hate An Annapurna? <laughs> Maybe. They did make I that feel like there's a certain group of people, but they're not like, I guess they're not loud like the people that hate incest, in and out. So I don't know. But um, yeah, that you might be onto something there because in and out it's like if you if you like it, you like it. But also like sometimes the fries are really bad. I guess that'll be like when it hits, thing, it hits, Annapurna, it doesn't. It's not like Annapurna is only putting out bangers. Like there's a oh, good yeah. percentage of Annapurna games where it's like, all right, 12 minutes. Game's trash. Yeah, yeah. Right. Is it called 12 minutes. Is that what it's called? 12 minutes. 12 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That was not good. Didn't they do. um? God, a memoir blue. That was them too, right? And memoir, yeah, memoir blue was them. They did Maquette. I thought Maquette was okay. I liked Maquette. I liked Maquette more than pretty much everybody else. I was like, but this then is the, like a really good time. But then they have bangers at the same time, yeah. right? And I guess that's where I come in and I'm like, well, I don't like anything in and out really. Well, I guess I like the milkshakes. I like the milkshakes at In and Out. Milkshakes are real good. And so for me, for me, when I have an In and Out milkshake, it's like playing uh, an Annapurna banger. Right, it's like playing. Oh, I was gonna say Stray, but I I don't I, I don't love Stray as much as other people. Love Has Stray. Anna Purna not had a banger in a while? I feel like they have. Cause I'm, what's their last banger? I mean, I feel like a lot of people would say Stray. I feel like they must have had. A, if I look up Anna Purna games, Stray was really good. 
I don't I don't know if it bangs. Do they publish yeah. Outer Wilds? Because a lot of people would put Outer Wilds up there as like one of the they, indie goats. I think they published, yeah, Outer Wilds, I feel. They're like. doing Cocoon. That's coming Cocoon, up. Oh, Cocoon's going to – I have a lot of hype. Storyteller. I like Storyteller. It's low-key. No one liked it, though. But, like, Isn't I feel like weird? nobody played it. I feel like the people that played it appreciated it. But it's one of those things where, like, my main complaint with Storyteller is just that it was too short. Like, I beat that yeah. game in less than a couple of hours. I, I oh, Neon White. Check it out. Neon White was really good. Neon yeah. White was fire. I think yeah, Neon White is up there. For Neon sure. White, I would say, is the in and out milkshakes of video games right there. Yeah. You know right. it. We got to the good bottom job. of it. Janet. Good work, everyone. <laughs> Enough about all that. Let's talk about today's stories, which include Ubisoft announces the Division 3, everything announced at Xbox's Tokyo Game Showcase, and more because this is Kinda Funny Games Daily. Each and weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kinda Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kinda Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games Daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kinda Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad-ups, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash kindoffunny will get the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you. A new PS I Love You XOXO went up last night, and it's our final Fantasy VII Rebirth preview Tim's played it and has a lot to break down. So go check that out on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. And remember, we've got a new merch drop for you. We've got a new jabroni merch line designed by Cameron French of the French dip design It is available for 10 days only at kind of funny.com slash store. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Brave Athos, Jedi Master Deadpool, and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by BetterHelp, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A Baker's Dozen! Starting with our number one. Hidden in a press release, Ubisoft has announced The Division 3. This comes from a post over on news.ubisoft.com. Uh, a post written by the one and only Lucy O'Brien, formerly of IGN, now who works for Ubisoft, uh, titled, Julian Garrity Appointed Executive Producer for The Division Brand. The post reads like this. Julian Garrity is returning to the brand he helped usher into the world. Garrity has been appointed executive producer for the Division brand and will make the, the move once Star Wars Outlaws, a game he's currently overseeing as creative director, has shipped. Garrity is excited to return to the Division. After joining the team at Massive Entertainment, a Ubisoft studio, and shipping the original in 2016, he moved to Tom Clancy's The Division 2 as creative director, where he and his team crafted a new adventure in the summertime streets of Washington, D.C. Now, he's setting his sights on Tom Clancy's The Division 3, as well as the plethora of other projects set in The Division universe, including the mobile game Tom Clancy's The Division Resurgence and the survival action shooter Tom Clancy's The Division Heartland. A core focus of Garrity's team is to build, or the uh, core focus of Garrity's is to build a team for Tom Clancy's Division 3, which will be led by Massive Entertainment while making sure Tom Clancy's The Division 2 remains well supported. Outside of that, his intention will be on a solidification of brand identity. Janet, are you excited about the idea of a Division 3? 
yes in the well it's it's good for people that like it i'm not gonna lie to you Mm -hmm. i'm not a division person so i cannot say oh yeah like i saw this and like popped for it you know um but always good for them to put plans out there you know i saw a lot of people talking about um how um I don't know if innocuous is the right word, but sort of, I guess, unceremonious the announcement was. They're just kind of like, you know, little blog post, quick tweet, boom, it's there um, for something that I think is really high profile, um, which I don't mind that. You know, I don't think you need to save everything. I think when you save everything for showcases, um, not that Ubisoft does many besides their like UB forward kind of E3 stuff, you do start to create this never-ending cycle of of conversation hype and like eyes on everything you're doing and sort of hyper anal uh analyzation of what you're doing so I, I think for something like this it's an established franchise i feel like no one's necessarily shocked that the division three is happening but it's not you know it's big enough that they could have done it up if they wanted to but also it's in an established franchise i think too you know talking about it's funny you brought ubisoft at the top with like our fast food chain comparisons <laughs> uh, which i thought you for sure you were going to pivot and then you just didn't and i was like oh we're still here but um oh, i had, yeah, I had like, a lot more they, fast food comparisons to make i couldn't let mcdonald's being activision go to waste we like need a whole show of nonsense yeah. that's just these comparisons honestly like honest. if you give me if you give me like 10 minutes after the show i'll break down like the top 10 fast food video game publisher slash developer yeah. comparisons for you i, I got do you that i want to do that for like rappers like i want to do th- i have a lot of ideas that don't really give much value to, to anybody but i think they're fun to thq is the 50 cent uh um no because like they're both out of business they're both out of business, you know. But um, then, like, they return on tour. They return in weird way. Well, THQ Nordic is kind of their tour, right? And yeah. then they're gonna go away again. <laughs> Look, just like are 50 you talking about Division Three? Anyway, Division Three, it's here, it's happening. Also, shout to Star Wars Outlaws. That game looks really interesting. This just kind of reminded me of that. I was my eye immediately clinged to that when you're reading this press release. But what about you? Does this? Do you like that they just kind of dropped it this way? And are you like? I don't think you're a Division person, so I don't really know if I'm gonna ask you if you're. Like, I, I mean, I like but. Division Two. I didn't I I I, what, I didn't play all the way through Division 2, sure. right? Division is one of those series where when they announced the first division, like I I I remember it like it was yesterday for some reason, right? Where like it was the E3 uh one of those E3 trailers where it was the You're gameplay. God, I finally somebody acknowledges it. Um <laughs> it was one of those E3 gameplay trailers where they had the fake comms going on and like mm. you know, there was like people were like hiding behind the things and like fucking shooting each other. It was New York City and all this the frostbite engine was a big deal back then. And like I remember that being a big deal to people and watching and going, Oh yeah, I guess that seems cool, right? That seems next gen. And this is when next gen was PS4, right? It was like one of those one of those ones. And going into that, like I was in for the division hype of seeing what other people were going to get out of it and like then the division came and it was one of those ones where it's like all right cool like it's a video game like people are enjoying it people are having fun with it but i don't know if it's the second coming of christ in video games then the division 2 came out and i was like you know what i'm gonna try it out i'm gonna see what this is about like this doesn't seem like my kind of game but i've heard enough people talk about it. i've heard greg miller uh talk about it on a podcast let me try it out and in playing i probably played 10 hours which for a game like division it isn't that much, right? Like the Division Two is one of those games where people are going to spend fifty to one hundred hours in because it's one of those ongoing games where you just redo, redo missions, try to get the better loot, dro- loot drops, got to try to get the better weapons upgrades, all that stuff. I played enough to realize that there's something there that is actually really fun and really enjoyable. It was also one of those ones where I forget what year it was, but it definitely came out at a time that had like a lot of other games coming out at the same time. And so I didn't have enough time to focus in on it. But from what I played, some of those levels, like the museum, um, the museum levels in particular, where you're going through these really cool environments, 
I thought that stuff was really fun. I thought that stuff was really cool. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing like where they go with a division three, in particular the setting. I think for me, that's the most exciting thing is where are you going to go? You've been to New York city, you've been to DC, where can you go where you're, where you are, uh, bring it, you're, where you're representing an area in a way that is cool and exciting. You know, I think about the fallout games and how you go to Boston and fallout four and they took advantage of the fact that they're in Boston. I guess fallout three was also in Washington DC because it was the capital wasteland. And so why like, it's so fun. Why is it so fun to go to just a regular place in games? But really quick, before you answer that, I do yeah. want to shout out from both chats that people are mentioning frostbite is ea because that's like the fifa you know like where FIFA's oh been. good but call I, but i'm not i wasn't sure though too if you were just saying like the no, era of time you know what i, I think mean? i was thinking of snowdrop 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 yeah, yeah. yeah so just click you can understand how i mix those up um, yeah um some it was cold you know it's chilly is it one of them chilly engines one of them exactly. cold engines uh, exactly. but no like i'm I, I think into your to your uh question janet of like what's with these locations of like regular ass places you go to i think it is the fact that you're getting this very specific piece of history right like yeah. Boston is like, in America, right? Is this historic location that you can do a lot with, right? Like Washington D.C. is the U.S. capital, right? You can do so much with that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think about places of, uh, I think about Fall going to New Vegas, right, and what they're able to do with that, just with the culture of New Vegas. Or when yeah. we see Dead Island Two go to Los Angeles. I didn't play Dead Island Two, so I don't know if they really how much they took it advantage was, of that. But it, I only played a little bit, but it was fun. You know, they had the the palm trees, the vibe. Like it was. It is fun. Like, yeah. I, you know, I asked that out of, out of curiosity, not out of a call out, because I love that, too, in games. I See, mean, we talk and, all the time about Horizon's um, L.A. thing as well, where I was like, hell, ingrained. I wish they kind of did a little bit more. But I think there's something fun about, I don't know, the nods and the references. And I, and I think and, it might be it might be a little bit played out. But I think a division in San Francisco would be pretty cool. Right. Like one for what you can do with level design of like the hilly, sure. the hilly areas. But then also, of course, you're going to do a mission where you're exploring throughout through Alcatraz. Right. And like, I think that maybe, of course, you're going to do a battle on the Golden Gate Bridge. There's so many. Of course, you're going to do one where you're going through Golden Gate Park. Like, I think there's so much opportunity for stuff like that. And that applies for any major city. Right. It doesn't even have to be in the in Well, I don't I, actually I don't know the division lore that well. I was going to say it doesn't have to be in the U.S., but wasn't the whole thing like the dollar the dollar flu so. or whatever kind of funny.com slash you're wrong does a division outside of the u.s make sense let me know but yeah, yeah like i think water. that that stuff is exciting yeah um how do you want to hear that news do you do you want to just in another post do you kind of expect at this point to just be in another post that they tweet out the plans or do you think they'll save that for something a little bit more um a little bit of a heavier lift in terms of showing off like what the division three is once they're ready to get to that point See, I think the way they're announcing it here is a little bit bizarre, but also doesn't take away from the fact of a Division 3 reveal trailer, I think, still has the same impact. You know, I think just seeing the words Division 3, it's like we could have assumed that, that existed. Is the same way where if um, Bethesda comes out and go, hey, one day we're going to make Fallout 5. I don't think we go, whoa, like, that's crazy. Like, that's, of course you're going to make Fallout 5. You're Bethesda. You're also going to make Elder Scrolls six seven and eight right like do you think they are for sure to make fallout five i don't know if they are i think eventually yeah i mean i think what in like 15 years <laughs> when they're done with uh, with the next elder scrolls eventually they put out another fallout what about you don't think they're just gonna do uh i don't know another starfield starfield, starfield but 2. then again i don't know that gets kind of weird with some of the stuff that happens in the game you know what i mean like i, I, don't I think know. one um, one day we'll get another starfield fallout from bethesda 0. 0.5 or something like, we'll get some know, like, starfield dlc cool. and then they'll move on but yeah like of course they're gonna make division three and so them announcing it in a press release isn't weird the thing that i find weird is that they bury the lead in their post 
right? Like the post here is that Julian Garrity is being appointed the executive producer of the division brand. That's the title of the post. That's how they put that out there. And then yeah, you get you get multiple paragraphs in before they say, Oh yeah, and he's working on division three. I so think that that's you know bizarre. you always have to read their stuff. Maybe. Yeah. Lucy happen. O'Brien is like, hey, read all of our posts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I guess that maybe it's something, you know, and I'm not in PR um, or on that. And I've never like been on that side. So I'm sure someone that's like in that background could probably speak more towards that reasoning. I imagine it's because there's like a difference between what the brand, I guess, wants to focus on versus maybe like the good headlines. Cause I think about that all the time too, with like how many articles or snippets or things that like, studios could do with the content of their own games and they just don't i feel mm. like their focus is just different and they probably also like well we know that like this is gonna get we know everyone's gonna be talking about like the division three part of it anyway so like we don't have to worry about pushing that like people don't have to come here for the news necessarily but it'll be like a good landing spot for different maybe like cataloging updates like internal updates or something like that like i don't know that's like my only yeah the other thing the i'll put out i can think put of. out there is they did splinter cell a similar way when they announced that they're working on a remake of splinter cell that was also just a post right that wasn't an e3 yeah. thing that wasn't a, a ubisoft forward thing granted that also came with the lead of hey we're working on the next splinter cell we want to hire people you know and we've seen that happen a lot lately as, as companies have been trying harder to find talent to help them create video games um i think that makes sense Having this be a, oh yeah, Julian, Julian Garrity is leading the division team now. You're gonna, he's going to promotion. And then also, by the way, he's going to work on division three, right? That being like the second thing, I would have figured that if you're going to do this blog post, it would have been, hey, we're working on the division three. And then you like in the second paragraph, it is, by the way, Julian Garrity, who's worked on this in the past, he's the one that's coming back and leading this thing. Um, but I think, I think maybe they're approaching it almost like, hey, we're Ubisoft. Again, people can guess what we're working on. We're not, we don't want to be secretive necessarily. Like I look at it the same way that maybe you'd look at the movie industry and we get sure. new movie announcements in the way of a variety article that's talking about how X studio is working with X director to bring you a twisted metal TV series, right? Like usually when we get TV show announcements, it is attached to a studio, uh, the, the people who are writing it, the people that are directing it and all this stuff. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to approach it that way of, hey, we're going to put our talent front and center and yeah. give you a name that you can care about if julian's attached to it that means that this is something that's worthwhile and so we're going to lead with julian's name and lead with massive because you know that massive is a talented team yeah it directs it more towards the studio because that's their focus right they are the studio speaking on their own behalf um crafting the narrative around the team the talent the vision what is happening and how they're navigating that space while like an outlet is focused on the headline, the, the hit, the like, what's interesting, you know, what's the most interesting aspect of it? Um, what is the story here? Um, outlets make the story. Uh, this, they, they're making their own story. And like, that's the story that they're putting out because it makes sense for like what they do. They're not like, obviously yeah. they can craft a lot of headlines. You know what I mean? Like it kind of makes sense when you think of it that way. But I think, the, um, yeah, because it's not a world that this isn't going to picked up a million times. Like they don't have to worry about that. That's true. Yeah. IGN's going to have the headline of Division 3 is happening, right? GameSpot's going to have that. We're going to have that. Ubisoft can talk about like what they care about more, right? Which in this moment is Julian leading the team. Um, I think another interesting thing here is that the Division Mobile game is still happening and Division Heartland is still happening. Mm -hmm. Heartland being the free-to-play Division game that's like PvE, VP, it's like one of them ones. Um, 
I wonder how that fits into all this, right? Like Division seems like a brand that they want to treat almost like an Assassin's Creed where it is, hey, we are finding different iterations of this. Yeah. We're going to have a mobile thing. We might have a 2D thing. We might have a smaller uh, scoped Assassin's Creed in the, in the case of Mirage while we work on the bigger one in the case of, you know, Assassin's Creed Red and Assassin's Creed Hexy. Uh, it feels like Ubisoft and Massive in particular care about the division enough to try and make it a bit more prolific, right? They're trying yeah. to create multiple facets of it so that they can like have these different things going at the same time. I just wonder if you're working on division three, right? If work on that's about to begin, is Heartland different enough from core division that like you're not gonna distract from the vision there, you know? The vision of the vision of division. <laughs> God, I hate that. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, it's so tough with Ubisoft too because you know, and I don't, I don't play other games. Not other games speak to me. Like The Division is a great example of a game that, like, that could be the greatest game ever or not very good, and like, it won't really affect me either way because either way, I'm not really gonna participate personally. It's just not my style of game. But they are in a spot where you mentioned the Assassin's Creed comparison. There's this. There are tent poles like put in the ground for sure. Like we can think of like Ubisoft's library, their their stuff, what they work on. Occasionally they do like crank out maybe something that's new, but it's somewhat rare. Like they're pretty established in what they do and what IPs they operate in. But I think they, you know, we always talk about it. the big struggle with Ubisoft is like I think having more bangers than not is the thing they struggle with. All their games are of like a base level quality, and every if, even the biggest Ubisoft hater has to admit that like a bad Far Cry game is actually still pretty solid. Yeah. Um, impressively so. But they when they're they have not been able to break out of that ceiling that they've kind of created for themselves um in a long time. And I think unfortunately that's happened enough times and they make a certain style of game that people do kind of I don't know, they think Ubisoft and they're like, okay, like I kind of know what I'm getting negative, right? Like instead yeah. of I know what I'm getting positive. Is that and thing they're, where you're only a little bit away from it being different because the quality is not that bad or not that far off rather. Yeah, we get, I mean, we, we get into this conversation about Ubisoft all yeah. the time, and I'm very fascinated about it because, yeah, like, I'm like I like to dance. I'm like, what is the next Ubisoft game that we're going to get that's going to be a 10 out of 10 game, right? And like, is that even a worth expecting, or is Ubisoft kind of good with, with, with where they're at? I look at a game like Star Wars Outlaws, which I think is the most exciting game coming out of Ubisoft yeah. in a while, and I look at that, and I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. I hope it's an 8 out of 10, right? Like, I'm not looking at it to be, like, a fucking 10 yeah. out of 10 game of the year contender. Yeah. I'm looking at it to be a pretty great game, and if it is, I'm going to be so satisfied with this thing. And that's such a weird bar to have, because even with, like you said, right, you look at Far Cry, what, the worst Far Cry is probably going to be, what, a 7? <laughs> like yeah, in, absolute lowest. Yeah, and, like, a, the best Far Cry is going to be an 8. Like, there's, there's a consistency with Ubisoft <laughs> that, honestly, like, I'm sure they value to some extent, because it's, like, yeah, like, I mean, every now, like, what, you get a Ghost Recon breakpoint every now and then where it's like, okay, well, this is a yeah. dud. But, like, for the like, most part, it's like they hit that same range, and they're kind of good. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I think, you know, someone in the chat mentioned formulaic. I think that's the perfect yeah. statement for Ubisoft. Um, they do get trapped in a lot of formulas, and I think, I don't know. Um, I think the last thing I want to pull to from the chat uh, over on YouTube, Mike Toundro, friend of the show, uh, says with like you were talking about like the news and how they structured it they said he said uh it reads more b2b about julian versus a hype announcement for the public mm. with julian news everyone would have assumed um d3 regardless so they may as well mention it to avoid speculation that's also a good point because how often do we like do this show and it's like so and so is now doing this what do we think this means right and we start to kind of i think even without that division three announcement 
oftentimes when there is like a leadership post, people do start to at attempt to contextualize yeah. what it means for franchises or studios or titles. Um, so yeah, having that baked in there and just kind of like, hey, this is what's happening internally. And this is also what it means in terms of like the player facing aspect of it. That makes a lot of sense. Story number two. We got everything announced at Xbox Digital Broadcast at Tokyo Game Show 2023. This is Wesley Yinpool at IGN. This is happening in the middle of the night, of course, because it's going on in Tokyo Game Show. But Xbox had a big old showcase, so let's break it down. Microsoft made a number of announcements during its Xbox Digital Broadcast at Tokyo Game Show 2023, most of which revolved around Japan and Japan-inspired games and updates. Xbox executives Phil Spencer and Sarah Bond talked about the importance of the Japanese market. Quote, Japan will always have a special place in my heart for pioneering innovative ways to play from the Game Boy to PSP to the Switch, Spencer said. Xbox went on to reveal. It's funny reading that in the context of Phil Spencer, the emails linking of him wanting to buy Nintendo. He's like, oh, yeah, man, like I fucking love I fucking love uh, Japan because like they have it's Nintendo. Funny because, I don't want to like, buy them. Xbox does not do well in Japan at all. Like and they never have and they probably like never really will. Like, you know, so it's just it's also like a. I mean, this is yeah, them trying, though. Well, I'm not saying they're not trying. They definitely, well, who wouldn't want, who doesn't want more of the market, but they just don't mm -hmm. do well there. So it's like, also like, hey. We want to be, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like intense, intense stare into camera. Again, not saying it's disingenuous or anything by any means, but like, that's, that's, that was my first thought. Like, we both had that kind of first immediate, yeah. like, <laughs> what is Xbox's relationship to Japan? And like, how does this kind of. I don't know, remind you of it a little bit, but anyway, go on. Uh, continuing in the article, Xbox went on to reveal a collaboration between legendary Japanese developers Hiditaka uh, Swahiro, aka Swery, and Goichi Suda, aka Suda51, my guy. Uh, and they announced an Xbox version of Octopath Traveler 2, and they confirmed a raft of Game Pass editions. And so the list goes like this right? Xbox checks in at Hotel Barcelona. The headline announcement was a first look at Hotel Barcelona, a time-looping horror action game collaboration between Swery and Suda51. It's due out on Xbox Series X and Series S at some point in 2024. Janet, I'm a big fan of Suda51, right? I'm yeah. a big fan of No More Heroes. I look at this and I get excited. It looks cool. It does look cool. I'm all about it. And I'm ha I'm I the, I'm less um I guess into the Swery's games mainly cuz I've just not tried Swery's games, sure. right? But Swery is a name that gets passed around a lot in terms of oh yeah, he's also in that same vein of Suda in terms of weird um cinematic inspired uh action slash horror titles that, you know, hit with a particular audience. I forget though too. With with No More Heroes you're, are you like in the minority for liking that game? Like, was like was it good? Like, I didn't. Oh, play was it. it good? No More Heroes one and two. I would say No More Heroes the series is great. I think right. it's on the on the high end of Suda Fifty One projects. They're not like you know masterpieces by any Wasn't means. Wasn't the last installation a little bit like the last one? I didn't rough? like the last okay, one was yeah. rough. Like it's okay. Yeah, I think cool. I was I was if I remember correctly during our review, I was pretty negative on it just because it. It was a Switch title that was framey, that didn't run as well yeah, as I would have yeah, liked no, it to look. It had a lot of like filler side content that just wasn't fun. When you get right. into the flow of be doing the stuff you actually want to do, which is like the mainline content and finding the bosses, that stuff is great, right? When you're doing the stuff that you want to do, it's a fantastic time. When you're doing all the side shit, I just didn't like that. You know, I didn't like the open world, like driving stuff. They brought back that stuff from one, like the side jobs. I just wasn't a fan of it. But sure, overall, sure. No More Heroes, I fucking love No More Heroes. And Suda in general, I love his style. I even liked, um, what, Let It Die, his free-to-play action game that was a bit, like, Souls-like inspired that came out on, uh, on PlayStation, like, 2017 or some shit. 
That was my jam yeah. too, right? Like he just has a very distinct style that separates his games from others. Um, and yeah, I would say like it's probably a similar thing with Swery. You know, again, Swery probably has like this distinct style that works well for his fans. So them collaborating, pretty cool. I'm sad they missed the time loop game year, which was that 2020. Was that 2021 or 2022? Ooh, I think like that was 2021 because that was Death yeah. Loop. Yeah. And um, the 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 Annapurna game. Oh, and 12 minutes. And a bunch of other games. And Returnal. And the Forgotten loops, City. Yeah, yeah. Time loops are still a fun time, though. So, um, yeah, the horror action aesthetic looks really cool. Um, again, it's not necessarily my type of game, but this stands out to me just for, like, okay, this is... Kind of, I wouldn't say different because there's, like, other things like it, but it it stands out as distinctive, and I like that, especially as, like, a, you know, kind of leading leading piece here. Uh, they went on to announce Octopath Traveler 2 is finally coming to Xbox in early 2024. Uh, nice. Forza's Japan course got a turn in the spotlight. Uh, Fallout 76 delivers a megaton. Um, I'll read the blurb on this one. But that says Fallout 76 is getting an Atlantic City update. And during the show, art director Jonathan Rush announced it's so big it's being split into two releases. The first release comes out December 5th and features new locations, new factions, new missions, and new rewards. There's even a casino. That's exciting. If you're a New Vegas fan, I'm sure that's really exciting for you. Uh, the Elder Scrolls Online finally comes to Japan on November 15th, 2023. Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trilogy is coming to Game Pass on September 26th. Althea, The Wrath of Afri looks like a fun uh, fantasy adventure. That got a showing there. Um, Aiden Chronicle 100 Heroes is coming to Game Pass when that launches. Capcom's Exopromo got an update. Season 2 launches on October 18th. And during the Microsoft broadcast, we got an idea of what to expect. The season adds a new map called Ocean Platform, the new Escape Final Mission, a new drone, and Edge Strike rigs, and new costumes. Uh, Infinity Strash Dragon Quest The Adventure of Die got a new trailer. Like a Dragon Gaiden, the main hero race's name, is confirmed for Xbox Game Pass, which is huge. Maneko uh, Night Market is coming to Game Pass on October 26th. My Lovely Empress is coming to Xbox. Pal World is coming to Xbox in 2024. Party Animals gets an Ori crossover, which I want to pause here and bring up uh, the trailer. Firstly, Janet, have you gotten to check out Party Animals yet? I know this is one no, that Mike's been going I? crazy I about. Yes, that's what I, that's what I was going to mention. Like Mike's been, I think, streaming it on here and then also streaming it on his own channel, perhaps, or something. Probably, like, He's yeah. pretty into it. I know he played with Andy at one point. I was scrolling through, um, through TikTok, and I came across a TikTok live of Andy playing Party Animals with Mike. Which caught me Dude, very off Andy's guard. All over my for you page, like yeah, for real. Honestly, like I'm like I can't scroll two swipes without but... seeing Andy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, how, how y'all getting these stream keys from TikTok? But anyway, um, it yeah, I don't know. Is, is this one I should pay attention to? Like, what's the I? I like the aesthetic. I like the the party fun of it, but I I just I wasn't sure. It's Fall it Guys me meets game. Gang Beasts. Okay. And so the if that sounds cool. appealing to you, I think then it's probably worth checking out. I think out. I'll try it out because I, the, the thing with Fall Guys is I had some bad like match making connection issues too. Where I was like, I don't want to do this. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I love Ori too. Like that's one of like my, that is, I feel like the first, one of the first games on Xbox that I got really into, which I know is like, oh, that wasn't that long ago. It's like my first Xbox was the one. So I, my first Xbox was not that long ago. Um, but yeah, Ori is fantastic. So yeah. like, that's just like a cool little, a cool thing to have. I just, I just okay, saw wait, Mike run across the party animals. Goatee game of the year. Janet, Janet, I need you to drop everything Mike, tonight. I Go play wait for... party animals. 
Mike, also slack me your list of um, you just attach Goldie to think, anything. <laughs> what you think your top ten is going to be? Because last year you had like ten games that no one ever heard of, and yeah. I want to try to play some of them so that like we can talk a little bit. Janet, you got show. a deal. I'll make sure that happens. Uh, Janet, for you, this is a really fun party game. What I encourage you to do is you and your community. It has full crossplay, of course. PlayStation jabronis. It's not on PlayStation. That sucks because yeah. it should be everywhere. It's that good of a game. But Janet, it's on ga- Game Pass on console. It's on PC via Steam. What you should do is grab your community, has great co- uh, cross-play cross, cross play custom lobbies, fun beat-em-up action. It actually has 20 maps, a bunch of mini-games. We were playing football last okay. night. Blessing, there's soccer in it. There's okay. hockey. This game is a must-play. This is going to be one of those, like, fall guys. What was the other game we all love? This will be, like, the multiplayer game of the year right here. Okay. Kenny, you're the best. Fuck, Mike might have sold you. me. Like yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss to the pile. Though blessing, this pile is 40 games long, and it just became 41 with party. Animals, I will so say, <laughs> Mike ran across the office, and he was so out of breath just now, and it has me worried because our first soccer match is tonight, and like <laughs> running across the office the is winning you like big. that. <laughs> the office isn't that big. Oh yeah, the office is not that big of a space, and so you might no, need but... to do some warm ups for soccer, my guy. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, I might, I might play play some party animals. Nice. You said your backlog's looking looking thick. Oh, it's super thick. Yeah. Which I don't know. You know, well. I don't know. Maybe with the start of the post show, we can like talk about it a little bit. But yeah, there's, I, I went into a deep dive and I listed everything. See, I've been I've been pretty lot. happy with myself because like what's I'm, that like? <laughs> I I have like a little bit of a, of a backlog, but but for the most part, in this like heavy review season, everything's everything's been coming out right. I've been playing all the games that I've been wanting to play, and so like I've been actually doing a pretty good job. And I I want to pat myself on the back because I've beaten maybe the most um like. I guess long games that I have mm-hmm. in like a four week period than I ever had in like any other part of my life. Yeah, right? you're going going hard for a second there. I beat Armor Core Six twice. I beat Starfield. I beat Liza P. Right, like I'm just out here just beating. I beat Cyberpunk's DLC. Well, actually, no, I've not beat it yet. I'm on the last mission. I've sure. almost beat Cyberpunk's DLC. Beating Mortal Kombat. Andy did say you were gaming, right? Didn't he tweet that the other day? He like, did tweet that. Yeah, blessing, I've been blessing's doing some real gaming here. I've been, I've been, dude, I've been gaming. I got FIFA. Mm. Living the good life right now. Moving on, we got Persona 3 Reload and Persona 5 Tactica. Those got new trailers, and they're both going to be launching on Game Pass, which is very exciting. Uh, PUBG Battlegrounds, a wrangle map, has been shown off. And then finally, Wolong Fallen Dynasty DLC has been revealed. It is due, due out September 27th. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Stop releasing things at the end of September. It's filled. September's closed. Stop Are it. you gonna do this? Did you um? I forgot with Wolong Fallen Dynasty. Were you like into that? I don't remember. I liked it. You know, I think Are you on our the DLC on our kind of funny review. I think we gave it a unanimous three out of five. But okay. it's a three out of five that like I really enjoy. Like it's a it's a it's one of those if you're a fan of the genre, pick it up and sure. play it. It's a very fun time. You know, like I think you know for me, I wish it had a bit more there in terms of what it was going for and story presentation and like a few, a few more things, but. It's a really fun time. I don't know if I'm going to get into the DLC, particularly because this is a hard-ass video game, right? You want to talk about Souls Likes. Yeah. This is one that is difficult. It's fast-paced. There's a lot to take in, and I've not picked it up since I beat it at launch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get fucking destroyed in this DLC if I try to play it, especially because I'm also coming off of Liza P. And so my brain yeah. is in Liza P mode. And so for me to take that and then immediately try to switch it and pick up this DLC, no, I'm going to get rocked. It's so funny to, like... You know, I don't want to talk about this too long because I don't want to distract from the way I'm going on. But it's so funny, too, um, with people talking about different Souls-likes 
and um, like the feel and like, oh, I like this one or like it's, it feels off to me or whatever. Or like, oh, I don't know. I just feel like I can't break through it. Like I just end up grinding a bunch and I don't want to do it. I'm like every game. It's like the same experience to me, which they're all have different. They all have different like mechanics and feels, but like all of them are like the same feel because I can't feel it like the the windows and things. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I mean, is this window good or bad? I wouldn't know. Wouldn't be able to tell you. Like I, feel, I just know I, I can't that. do it. You're you're really enjoying Lies of P though. I love Lies of P, which makes me so happy. And I'm scared that one day it's gonna turn on me. H- have you That's played what Bloodborne? I'm about. No. I've never See, if you're liking Lies of P, you should pick up Bloodborne right like, after. Okay. And I, I have not I have not played Bloodborne, so I can't actually say this. Mm-hmm. So like, take this with a grain of salt because I've never played Bloodborne, except for like I played like ten minutes of it when I first got my PS4, and then I'm like, what is this game? It's too hard, and I didn't play it um this is like when i just barely started getting into the game industry um but i it blaze of p makes me think of demon souls more heavily which maybe bloodborne has a lot of demon soulsy thing like it feels like demon souls to me mm-hmm. not like in in speed because demon souls is really slow and like chunky but yeah and i get that bloodborne's fast but it doesn't feel cr- like super fast to me like when people said this is like bloodborne I thought I was going to have to be like zoom in and I feel like I move at a regular speed. I don't know. Yeah. Is that like what you're I, the expert here? What's the I mean, I'm not I'm I'm not the expert necessarily because I've oh, I guess I've played through Bloodborne, right? And I I've, yeah. I've not played all the way through Demon Souls. I only got early okay, on yeah. into Demon Souls, but I think you might be feeling that way because you played the blue point version of Demon Souls, yeah. which is HD, which is 60 FPS, right? Which is a, a more modern feeling and all these things. I think that's probably what your brain is doing cuz like I think in terms of feel but combat, weirdly enough, is probably closest to Sekiro because it is That's big what on. Were saying too. It's big on pairing. It's big on like breaking down your opponent's stamina. The vibes are full Bloodborne, and so if you're liking the vibes of it, then I think you should pick up Bloodborne. It's funny in chat was even saying that like Bloodborne is um might be easier than Liza P, and I'd like I might. No, I'm, I I'm sh- I don't know about that. I I, I think no I might have had. Well, there are certain bosses in Bloodborne where it's like, no, this is fucking hard. Like fucking um, what's his name in Bloodborne? the cosm no orphan of cause orphan of cause in bloodborne to this day is still maybe the hardest boss fight i've ever experienced in my life and like the final boss in bloodborne is fucking very hard but um i think the moment to moment bosses might be might be easier than liza p especially in the latter half okay people are saying bloodborne feels more like normal speed it's just that souls games are so slow that like bloodborne is is like comparatively fast but it's not inherently fast okay yeah i can Again, I didn't. I did not really play Bloodborne, so I really can't say anything about like how much this is or isn't like Bloodborne. But I do feel like Bloodborne seemed felt scarier to me. The few, I literally only played it ten minutes, so that's the only thing too. Like I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I try to, despite what the haters may say, I keep I escape an open my um, open mind and open heart. So we'll see. I Here's always end up picking up these Souls games, and a lot of times I bounce off of them. But I do try a lot of them. But this one I really like. And I'm all and to the difficulty conversation. I will say I am speaking to somebody who specked into technique, which in Liza P, yes. which apparently you're not supposed to do. Again, people told me that technique was basically hard mode, and so I played yeah. this game in a way harder way than I probably needed to. I'm I probably should have went with motivity for that motivity for that reason. But that's like why you know it's funny. I was like, which I don't know. Like, there's so much content I want to do all the time because I'm like, I really want to do like a full th- where it's like you know a lot and I like don't know a lot and it's like the different vibes yeah. or whatever, right? Because it's it's a really interesting game for that reason but yeah like i that was like the only thing i really wanted to hit you up about that i was like asking you about of like where do i put my points because i'm like i don't want to put them in the wrong spot yeah and there's not there's not like a card that pops up either that like explains what like you see the numbers go up and down the right side but like that doesn't 
really contextualize like what does it mean so i've just i mostly have spent in health and capacity which i think you should do right and this yes. is a, a and tip now for people... i'm finally going to mot motivity a little bit because i've poured a lot into health and capacity my, my tip for people who haven't picked up liza p yet if you're trying to figure out how to spec i'll say in the beginning spec toward uh your health and your capacity and like maybe your um stamina a bit right but i think health and capacity are the two big ones and then as you play get a feel for the weapons that you like if you like the more like swift weapons the smaller weapons then maybe go technique but if you like the bigger slower weapons you want to go motivity i will say you will have an easier time with motivity and so keep mm. that in mind i don't the know shit about advance i know advance is the third one i don't know shit about it but maybe See, keep that in mind as well i don't know because i feel like i'm using faster weapons i mean i only i only own three weapons at this point in the game i have the blade the electrical one and the bat the, the baton mm -hmm. and then i took the i took the blade and i attached it to the handle of the baton which like i don't know if that's stupid but i did it and I, I don't know like it felt okay like i have no idea i'm just i'm just living my life and i'm trying to be here as long as i can but it's a good time another conversation that we should have at some point and maybe this is maybe this might be more of an end of year conversation maybe this will be the PSLV awards or maybe just our game of the year talking general i feel like this year we need a best boss fight category because yeah. this has been the best year for boss fights i've ever experienced in my life between liza p armored core wolong fallen dynasty that did have some fantastic boss fights um the horizon dlc um cyberpunk i hated that boss fight. i know you hated that boss and like i think there's there's like a large group of people that do not like that boss fight i fucking yeah, love that boss fight <laughs> um whatchamacallit cyber even though cyberpunk dlc has a boss fight that blew my mind right i was like yo this is really final fantasy 16 hi-fi rush like this is maybe the best year for boss fights in particular of all time and i think that's a worthwhile discussion somebody tell giant bomb tune at giant bomb and be like hey for your game of the year arguments best boss fight from blessing oh jedi survivor is another one yeah i gotta go real good boss fights anyway, this year it's, it's 41 games that i have to go back to or start <laughs> anyway we're gonna move on to story number three but before we get there, I want to tell you about patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can go, you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I can't even count the amount of nights I lose sleep because I just can't stop thinking and my brain just won't stop talking. It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace and it can give you the tools to find more balance in your life. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. You can find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kindoffunny. Betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny. And we're back with story number three. Embracer has conducted layoffs at Tomb Raider dev Crystal Dynamics. This is Justin Carter at Game Developer. More layoffs have occurred at Embracer-owned subsidiaries, this time at Crystal Dynamics. Various staff have confirmed their departures on LinkedIn, explaining that they were informed of the cuts this morning. Quote, Sadly, I'm one, of the, I'm one of a number of people impacted by the latest round of Embracer layoffs that have now hit Crystal Dynamics this morning, wrote ex-senior brand manager Nicholas Edwards. He added that affected departments include project management, PR, editing, and 2D art. 
Playoffs at Crystal Dynamics follow similar reductions at Beamdog, uh, which is responsible for Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition uh, earlier in the week, and Rainbow Studios, uh, which is responsible for MX versus ATV earlier in the month. Embracer has restructured and closed several studios that bought up in recent years following the dissolution of a deal with Savvy Games said to have been worth $2 billion. Last year, Embracer bought the Tomb Raider studio as part of a package deal alongside Eidos Montreal, uh, Deus Ex, and Square Enix Montreal, later renamed Onoma shortly before its closure. Crystal Dynamics later affirmed that it would begin to make more Tomb Raider games with the first to be published by Amazon Games. Uh, Crystal Dynamics did make a statement. The statement reads like this. Crystal Dynamics made the difficult decision to part ways with nine brand slash marketing and one IT employee today due to an internal restructuring to align the studio with our current business needs. We're working directly with the affected staff to fully support them. We have applicable positions open at your studio across brand direction, creative services, community, or IT. Please pass them along to peoplexp at crystald.com and we'll ensure the information ends up in the right hands. Janet, sad story. Yeah, I feel like this is, which I think you guys have already talked about this because, it, again, it's going to keep coming up. Um, but, like, with Embracer buying everything and then being like, never mind. Like, you know, it's like, I, yeah. I this is the dark side of um, acquisition stuff where you, we like to think that, like, when you get acquired, it's like, okay, well, maybe there's an aspect of stability there. And there definitely can be, but, like, it's not necessarily guaranteed. Unfortunately, there just are no guarantees and things. And I feel like this is them failing at the cost of people's lives, which I really hate. I hate when the when what people are really willing to roll the dice with is the livelihood and the creativity of other people where it's like, well, we'll see if we can make it, we can. And if we can't, like we'll just make cuts here and there. Um, this also kind of reminds me of um, an article, which I don't know if y'all talked about this on the the main show. It's, it was a feature. So I could imagine it not maybe hitting for a news block, but um, Stacey Henley's article over at the gamer of 2023 has been a horrible year for gaming. Like I thought of this immediately as you mm. were reading the story, um, which is, you know, check out the article if you haven't already, again, it's on the gamer Stacey Henley. Uh, is the author and they're writing about how this is a great year for video game releases like where a lot of us are talking about how many amazing games there are but when you actually look at what gaming is and the way things have moved with like all the layoffs all of the you know lawsuits issues the unity stuff like there's so many bad things happening in the gaming space despite like we have a lot to eat off of and a lot to enjoy but behind the scenes a lot of things are falling apart in a really messed up way so um yeah and this is definitely like another another piece to that it kind of speaks to that um narrative that uh henley was sort of pointing out is happening in the year alongside what is again some of the best video games we've seen in like the last decade um paired with the people that make them not getting i don't know base level support um and not only not getting base level support but also like either having their jobs taken from them or make or their jobs are made exponentially harder due to different policies that are totally out of their hands yeah like to your point right like this isn't the first story like this that we've gotten recently right like we've talked about this embrace stuff we talked about the uh mx versus T uh, atv studio rainbow studios uh seeing the layoffs and stuff right and like this isn't gonna be the last and i think that's the scariest part is you know this is like you said the not not good side this is the bad side of the um consolidation stuff you know there was a question and that came in uh in like the post show yesterday of somebody being like 
oh yeah like is there is there a reality in which microsoft buying nintendo is a good thing and my answer immediately is no right like i think, I think it's a canon event that if x in any reality where xbox or microsoft is buying nintendo it's a bad thing and that's not to say that microsoft is bad that's not to say that nintendo is good it's not to say it's not to like you know put it on the companies i'm more so putting it on the system of when you're gigantic corporation eating other gigantic corporation you know and you are just in the process of acquiring these different things and not worrying about the quality of what's going on within that eventually like all that is going to funnel down with bad news right like eventually someday microsoft is going to have layoffs and guess what that means a nintendo is going to have layoffs right that means someday in our in our timeline that we're in right now right embracer a company that was gobbling up other companies without regard without seemingly any good strategy right this is the thing we've talked about for the last I don't know, decade, however long it's been, maybe five five to seven years that Embrace has been around. They've been acquiring companies with seemingly little to no strategy. And we get here and it is, all right, we got this big deal with Saudi Arabia. And then th that falls through. Well, shit, layoffs everywhere. You know, we brought up or we bought up uh, Crystal Dynamics. They're going to get layoffs, right? We bought the MX versus ATV studio. They're going to get layoffs. Like, Volition, we're going to close you down. Like, that is what happens when you are a, a parent company that is operating recklessly. The ramifications is less seen on the people that own, um, uh, right. you know, Embracer Group. It's the ramifications are seen at the bottom, the people that work there, right? And so people lose their jobs, which is the worst case scenario. And so, of course, our hearts, our hearts go out to the people that have lost their jobs in this, right? And the people that are going to continue to lose their jobs in this. It sucks to see this happen to Crystal Dynamics because when you go through the list of Embracer Group studios that they own, right? Crystal Dynamics is the one where I was like please don't touch them. Like, please have zero effect on Crystal because Crystal is such a good studio. You know, like you look at the last, um, the, you look at the Tomb Raider games and how, you know, the Tomb Raider reboot game when that came out, how much of a cool thing that was. And then you go on to the sequels and how, how much people love those, right? Like there is a talented team there. Atos Montreal, there is a ta talented team there. And you go and you dig into uh, Embracer. There are so many talented teams there that do not deserve this kind of treatment because people at the top, want to just have want to just treat this whole thing willy-nilly like it's a like it's a video game right like no this is real life this is people's lives and so this fucking sucks um i guess be better from embracer um and yeah i got no more to say than that story number four monster hunter's 20th anniversary is coming up this is tweeted out by at monster hunter this morning march 2024 marks 20 years since the release of their very first monster hunter or since the release of the very first monster hunter in japan to you, our incredible global community, thank you. Please enjoy the first piece in our 20th anniversary art series, putting a spotlight on Hunters. They then have a follow-up tweet that says, uh, keep up to date with Monster Hunter's 20th anniversary news with our new website. For now, you'll find a special me message waiting for you from the Monster Hunter team. Janet, can I put on my tinfoil hat for this one? Yes. I think this is the beginning of a rollout. I think okay. this is the start. I think the next Monster Hunter is coming. I think there's a chance that it is revealed on the 20th anniversary. That happens in March. That's my tinfoil hat mm. here. I think this is the start of it. Is that, um, you know offhand, is that aligned with their general release cadence for these titles? Like for, with, uh, when, with uh, the last big one that came out. Not the one that just, not Rise. I feel like. Not the, Rise? I mean, the Monster Hunter yeah. World came out in like 2018. What would, and then before that, like what was the gap? Oh, I have that? no idea. The, I think Monster Hunter is tough because... The, their handheld iterations are so are still core to yeah. Monster Hunter, and so I think you have to count Rise if we're gonna okay. count Rise. And Rise came out 
what 2021 years ago yeah yeah and so you're talking about 2018 to 2021 and rise i think compared to world might have felt smaller scoped i still think it lines up i think if you do monster hunter world 2 that i I think it could line up to announce it uh in march right at the anniversary and maybe it come out let's say in the fall yeah um i i could see that it's tough because i just don't know how long they like like what their cycle looks like and what to expect. And yeah, people are mentioning, yeah, Rise is considered a core game. I get that it's a core game, but I'm just, cu- I'm more curious of when it comes to the, sc- you know, like, because World is like huge and everyone like, it, it is still a core game, but Rise is like a smaller title. So I'm wondering, and then they do have different like yeah. teams working on different stuff. So I wondered. The tough thing is, I'm, I think World is the first. I'm like how long they're, you know, and World was so big. World is the was, first like, world the is map. the tough thing, right? Like, like I don't, there wasn't a Monster Hunter World before World. You had the, mm. the Monster Hunter games, but, you know, I think World felt like another step into it. And then Rise felt like a, like a sidestep is still core. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Rise almost feels like what I'd expect out of a regular Monster Hunter game. Also, by World put them on their map, I mean, like, it, it brought it more into the mainstream consciousness obviously it's always been a very successful very popular franchise yeah. but like world is kind of what like everyone knows like like it's it is hard to not know monster hunter after in a post-world world you know what i mean while me like i've never been to like monster hunter but like i know a bunch of stuff about worlds because people who love world like live it you know what i mean like that was such a huge moment um for them yeah um how, where are you at with monster hunter by the way are you like a monster no i've always wanted to be but every time i've tried it's just not stuck like i think i i'm gonna keep trying though i think i might keep trying honestly when the next big monster hunter comes out i'm gonna try again too because guess what why not the closest i've gotten to getting into monster hunter has been wild hearts (laughs) like i started playing wild hearts and i was like oh i think this is clicking now so once i play an actual monster hunter i think that'll be the time where there's something so fun and funny about like being that person because that's like and again i i I like demon souls fine so like i don't know if i want to say i'm a demon souls fan that's like a little a little that's a little much, mm-hmm. but that's how I feel with like Lies of P where it's like, I'm like, no, you guys want me to like have the, the, the brand name. I kind of like this generic cereal. Like it's hidden. You know what I mean? Like there's something so funny yeah. about liking the, the sort of thing inspired by the other thing. Um, I didn't like love wild hearts, but it did. It was a lot easier to get into and understand. Um, than monster hunter has been for me in the past. Um, which is funny. It kind of, Yeah. It's like a lot of these games that have this sort of deep, deep love, but also a lot of like learning and yeah. tutorials. And it's kind of, I mean, to so your point like with Liza P, right? Like Liza P also has systems in there that are a bit more yeah. tutorial, a bit more, I think, better tutorialized than what you get out of the From Software stuff. Yeah. But I think it's like also straightforward. I think it also places itself up to be kind of a gateway drug to where I could yeah. easily see somebody playing through Liza P being like, oh, I love this. And then somebody being like, oh, you should play Bloodborne. And then that person. Yeah falling in love with bloodborne right like this wild is hearts like when i first just started drinking hard cider and then i'm like i think i'll have beer now exactly it's like, this is it's like when heart- i first started smoking weed and now i'm like oh let me do crack cocaine and i went crazy no, with it that's not the same thing. no too much that's not okay yeah, well for we, me we i think wild hearts is setting me up i think me playing wild hearts back in february is like a good layup for me to now play the next monster hunter and probably fall in love with it and so yeah we'll see. well we'll be there when the tinfoil yeah. prediction becomes real I'll see you there in uh was it March? March 2024. Yeah, I'll see you in March. Cuz like who's who I guess it's the 20th anniversary. I guess that's a, that's a big one, right? Sure. That's 6 months away. Why why are we starting it now? What other if you're not going to do something big with it? If you're not going to announce the next game with it. 
I don't know. I mean, I, are you going to build us up for six months then announce a plushie? Like, what, what are you going to do here? Maybe. I mean, we. I feel like the other people that do, don't do much with their anniversaries is Pokemon. So I could see them doing it. Because, like, Pokemon does a lot, but, like, it's not anything. They're like, we have a song out by Katy Perry. And it's like, what is, mm-hmm. what's this? Like, no. Well, I wouldn't say no offense, Katy Perry, because like I feel like <laughs> Katy Perry got some problems anyway. So I feel like she catches stray. They have that Ed song. Katy Perry. <laughs> yeah, I so said they have like and and they'll do like little you know stuff related to it. Um, but they don't do like a big deal thing. So I don't necessarily personally read this as like, oh, since since they're doing it early, they have to be leading to something because they could just be leading to again not to disparage like the art series, but like a lot of like. I mean, Chad said. You know what I mean? I don't want to say yeah. a lot of nothing because that sounds mean, but you know, fluff fan servicey celebratory things that aren't like concrete titles or whatever. Um, I think that's totally possible. But I get mm. I get why it makes you kind of like perk up. Like, oh, okay. Like this seems I like think it's also just be because of time. We talked we've talked about this recently of like it, it is feels time, yeah. like it's time for a new Monster Hunter, and it feels like I'm surprised we haven't gotten the announcement already. I, and me and Tim were speculating Tokyo Game Show, potentially, if not that, yeah. then Game Awards. Um Game Awards would be um, Game Awards would make a lot of like Monster Hunter is one of those games, right? Like Monster Hunter, I would expect that to be announced at a PlayStation showcase. You know, it's one oh, yeah. of those it needs a, it level needs of games. A thing, you know? yeah. Like it is a big deal. And like, so I could also see Game Awards and then being like, oh, it's coming out this spring, right? And then during the the anniversary, maybe we get like an additional trailer or something like that. They yeah, bounce off they, of that. Yeah, then they Or they just announce it on the anniversary because the 20th anniversary, you get people hyped. You're Monster Hunter. People care. People, the world will stop for Monster Hunter if you announce a new one. Or at least Monster Hunter fans will stop. Also, yeah. somebody in chat said that uh, Pokemon got a Post Malone song, which I didn't did, realize. Yeah. They, did, I, they had they had like a they had like a whole thing. Like they had a whole an album because I remember yeah. there being a Vince Staples song too. Yeah, that I rocked. People with. were jumping on that Pokemon mixtape. Like yeah, it was like um the um like back in the day like when like there'd be like a beat that like Wayne would drop drop jump on and everyone or like the remix era. Like remember when everyone made like eighty there was like eighty versions of Touch It by Busta Rhymes. Yep, that was like remember that all the Pokemon. verses that were on a Millie. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, it's like it was that. It I miss, that, for, I miss that era. You'd have like the the closest we got to that though was um, Lil Nas X's um, Old Town Road. A lot of people jumped on Old Town. Yeah, Road, Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> I like more people jumped on it than that though, right? Like, was am there I hallucinating? A, I mean, what there was, was there, like, Billy a lot Ray of mixes of it. Did Travis Scott jump on the Lil Nas X song? I don't remember who else was on I there. Know, I feel like other people were on there. I'll look into look it. Look it. Look it up. I'm gonna read story number five. Glenn Schofield is leaving striking distance. This is Jason Schreier at Bloomberg. I love how when we do carry KFGD, it just turns into us just hanging out on a, on a Zoom call. You know, like there when me and when it's me and Tim or me and Greg, there's some 100%. level there's some level of like, all right, we're doing we're doing a show. Well, me and you, it's like we well, just get into like our regular conversation that we'd have. In, off in our defense, like literally look at the last episode of Me and Blessing Dead. It's like the story, it's like the same news again. Like I was like, I miss like the the Microsoft lake, so I don't like I'm not gonna have anything. There's not anything too juicy here. We have we have the time. We have the time today. All right, this is from Jason Schreier at Bloomberg. Striking Distance Studios is appointing new management several months after the commercial flop of its first game. Chief Executive Officer Glenn Schofield is leaving uh, a Crafton representative confirmed Wednesday, saying he has decided to pursue new opportunities. Striking Distance's chief operating officer and chief financial officer are also leaving. Crafton said all three departures were voluntary. Uh, Chief Development Officer Steve uh, Papoutsis uh, will take over as CEO. In a statement, Schofield said his departure was bittersweet, but I know the studio is in excellent hands. Schofield founded the studio in 2019 to make a spiritual successor to Dead Space, the sci-fi horror series he co-created while working at Electronic Arts. In December 2022, the company released The Callisto Protocol to mediocre reviews. 
In January, analysts said the horror game was on track to sell 2 million copies, missing Crafton's target of 5 million. In recent months, Striking Distance laid off more than 30 staffers. The company's website now shows around 90 employees. This is an interesting one. Like This kind of goes back into the conversation of, you know, seeing developers leave their big studios to make their own studios and create their own passion projects and how this is the thing me and Tim were talking about, right? And you don't always have that cushion. You don't always have the luxury of failure, which in many cases kind of sucks because it is, all right, all or nothing. If this game doesn't sell 5 right. million, we're fucked. <laughs> like we got to figure out what else we're going to do. Um, so I think, I think, honestly, I do think this is a bummer. You know, I'm somebody who enjoyed Callisto more than most. Um, and at the very least, even though I, I see and acknowledge all the things that were wrong with that game, I think another attempt at it could have and would have gotten so many of those things right. Uh, and so I look at this, I think this is a bummer. You know, I, I like seeing studios being able to take chances and try different things. Yeah, I mean, it, this is like the classic thing that I always just go back to where it's like, well, I hope that, you know, what's what's next is sort of greener uh, for Schofield, basically. It's like, I don't, you know, I don't know what the future holds. Like, I don't know if this feels like in in like a reaction to an L, essentially. Like, I'm not sure like what, you know, is down the line, but hopefully it's it's better things in terms of, I think, project fulfillment, but also success. You know, I, we don't have deep insight into how they felt about the project. You know, is it a project that they feel like they executed on with the vision that they had and it just didn't hit for people? Mm-hmm. Or is there, you know, was there also disappointment in what, because, you know, and you know, it's like when you make things, right? Like sometimes you make something and you're like, this was dope and like maybe it doesn't do well. And then sometimes you make something and you're like, this maybe wasn't like exactly what I wanted it to be. And then I think that combined with it not doing well is like the two for punch kind of situation. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, I don't know, everyone kind of lands in a good spot down the line Ho- hopefully which again they that's find, a lot of the industry yeah hopefully they find something they're happy they're happy with right yeah. I mean, like the good aspect of the story is the fact that this isn't layoffs right like this mm-hmm. is glenn and some of the other leads leaving to i guess do their own thing or find out what's next for them right it's not one of those stories of hey we're closing down the closer protocol which i think it or the closer protocol studio which it easily right. could have been and i think still maybe could turn into right like I don't necessarily want that. The way I read this too is that like, you know, again, this is a studio that is owned by Crafton. And I read this, I I read that the leads who are the people that had the vision, the people that are the people that established the studio, they're leaving. All right, what's the studio going to do? Are they going to make PUBG content? Because that's kind of how I see this going. I think too, like this story, in this story, there aren't layoffs, but this story does recontextualize like the situation with the in recent months striking distance has laid off more than 30 staffers. So I don't, I don't know what the future yeah. holds for sure. the team. Um, and yeah, and it's also that weird spot where it's like the people that set it up, like are gone. Then like, well, yeah, what is it? Like, is there like someone else that can rise to power internally and sort of lead with what, the studio's interested in like i don't really know what like the mobilization looks like in there or again like you said will it just be like okay this is going to become a cog in a different wheel and now it's like hey if you want to do something else you're gonna have to go somewhere else i don't know where that situation is gonna end up landing up but yeah i mean yeah it's 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 unfortunate again i wasn't a fan of callista protocol either but that doesn't mean that i want that every game i don't like that does not mean i want anything to happen to that studio specifically yeah we all have our own visions our tastes our ideas like i want people to be able to make the things that they're excited to make and i hope that the people that are still at this studio can get that here and if they can't i hope they find somewhere where they can get that 
our final news story, story number six. The Seattle Aquarium and Nintendo are getting a crossover. This Hell was tweeted yeah. out by at Seattle Aquarium on Twitter. The crossover you didn't know you needed. The Seattle Aquarium and Nintendo are teaming up to bring the, the Animal Crossing New Horizons game to life. Beginning October 7th, guests can enjoy an Animal Crossing New Horizons themed aquarium experience. If you remember, Seattle Aquarium was, of course, featured in the last part two. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> that's think where we get a Last of Us <laughs> cross. That's the thing is like, why are they doing Animal Crossing and not The Last of Us? I get, like, I get that there's a lot of kids that go to the Seattle Aquarium. What are they going to do? Like, put out some. Honestly, oh, it will be lit. Halloween style. Ooh, Seattle Aquarium, sick, Last of Us. That'd oh be my sick god, as that hell. would be so fun. I have so, so cool. I have brought my nephews to the Seattle Aquarium. Before I lived in, okay. in SF, I lived in Seattle. Uh dope ass aquarium. You know, it's a it's a lovely place. It's dope. It was really cool playing the last of us and seeing it in there. And it's dope to see them, I guess, embrace Animal Crossing. Uh or embrace Nintendo, right? Like I guess maybe even even the other way around, because Nintendo of America at least is up in like the Seattle area. Right, and so right. It makes sense that they look at that and they're probably they're probably like Oh yeah, our homies, our homies be going to the aquarium. Let's do something here. Like, let's I make this fun. I wonder why this. I wonder how long they've been working on this too, because you have to imagine that, like, look, people are still playing Animal Crossing, right? But like, the vibes came and went kind of situation. Like, this took a lot. It feels like this is a little bit late, in a sense. So I'm like, I'm just kind of curious. Like, I wonder who, why it took so long. I mean, they're two big companies, so maybe it's just like a lot of paperwork or whatever, mm. or I don't know, or you know, they're also in a like an aquarium so they might have different exhibits going on and not be able to like fit it at the right time but this seems fun like they haven't talked a lot about what it is but i think in the reply tweet they said something like they're gonna have like scavenger hunts and like character meet and greets and things so i don't know it seems cute like i would totally go to this if i was in seattle during this window or if i lived there so um again we <laughs> this is why we had like the same story because we had like the van gogh pokemon thing yeah. hopefully it's fun and not like whack i feel like it can't it can only be so whack because it's still an aquarium so like worst case, like you know what i mean like i feel like they're just doing a light addition instead of trying to like it's like they're creating a separate like animal crossing exhibit it, they're just leaning into like the animal crossing sort of i forgot the name for it but it's like their compendium you know the little like book thing with all like the fucking mm. creatures and shit yeah there's, you y'all know what I'm talking about. Tell me the, in the chat the, what the that name for that is. The, 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 the Animal Crossing Codex. The glossary. It's, it's surely not called that. Um, I don't remember what it's called. The Bible. Um, but yeah, I don't yet. Yeah, there's all the little animals there getting stamps. I'm sure it'd be. It, it should be a cute, fun little time. I want so. man. I want to go there. Cool. I want a man dressed up as Tom Nook, and he charges me way more than <laughs> what the actual entrance fee is. I'm like, oh, the thing says fifty bucks. He's like, oh man, I don't know, man. You know, you got to pay your rent. Twelve hundred. <laughs> the Critterpedia. There we go. That's what's called. Oh, that's, yeah, that makes way not more real. Sense not a real thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this, this is exciting, Janet. I'm excited to also, one there's, day. There's a lot of Old Town Road. There's Old Town Road, the Billy Ray one. There's Old Town Road, um, featuring RM and BTS. There's the Diplo remix. Wait, there's a there's... BTS version of Old Town Road. Yeah, I mean that's what that's I'm looking insane. at, right? It's, it's got like um a black horse and a you know they have the different horses on the cover. It's got a black horse and a purple horse. Then there's like there's the Diplo one. I guess we're not gonna count the Kids Bob one because like everyone has Kids Bob. Of there's course. A, there's definitely at least there's four to ten. So it's not okay. as much I think as like as, you as know, Touch It by Buster um, Rhymes or Amelia. No, Touch It. I feel like, I feel like Touch It has like I heard an Amelia. I heard it like a new Amelia freestyle yesterday <laughs> like a new one that dropped i think logic you know, Flo, logic Flo dropped Millie. one have you heard oh Flo yeah Flo Millie dropped Millie? one too people are to I this a millie came out in 2008 people are still doing a millie freestyles um, they ain't doing that honestly, for old town Road. all of my favorite Flo millie stuff is when she hops on like another beat 
which like i don't know if that's like a bad like a bad sign or something but like i don't know um like i love flo millie but i feel that yeah i'm excited for the next rapper to do a freestyle over a millie but a rapper dropping that verse is just so far away if i want to know what's going to mom grab shops today where would i look the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Also, speaking of the Pokemon Van Gogh thing, I've been sent this a billion times. I have seen the Pikachu. I've seen the Pikachu doing the, the scream. Oh, okay. The munch scream. People keep sending it to me. I've seen it. It's very cool. It's very cool. I appreciate it. Nice. Out today. We got Days of Doom for PS4, Xbox Series X, PS4, PS5, uh, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. We got Payday 3 for PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC. Resident Evil 4 Separate Ways DLC for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, and PC. Warhaven Early Access for PC. Hellsweeper VR for PC, VR, PSVR 2, MetaQuest 2. Monyu defeat monsters and gain strong weapons and armor. You may be defeated, but don't give up. Become stronger. I believe there will be a day when the heroes defeat the Devil King for PC, PS5, and Nintendo Switch. And then Rin, the last child, is out today for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Nintendo Switch. New dates for you. Apollo Justice Ace Attorney Trilogy launches January 25th, 2024 on, on uh, Xbox One, PS4, Switch, and PC. Blossom Tales 2, The Minotaur Prince, is coming to Xbox One and Xbox Series X on October 4th. And then Undernight in Birth 2, Cis Celeste, launches January 25th, 2024 on PS4, PS5, Switch, and PC. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't say anything about this long-ass title and out today. Honestly, it's because I was... Um, <laughs> Were you looking up more Old Town Road remixes? <laughs> yeah, there's one with Young Thug and Mason Ramsey on it that retains the Cyrus guest feature. Oh, so there's like a couple yeah. different. Is Millie is Millie to... doing the cover for of Billy Ray Cyrus? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. I think we should just have like a listening party of all of these, all of these. Just like let's queue them up back to back. I'm down. Know? Deal of the day for you. This comes from VGC. The Epic Game Store's next free titles have been confirmed. You're getting Model Builder and Solstice. Uh, those will be free to claim from Epic's PC Marketplace from September 28th until October 5th. Now it's time for You're Wrong. Were you right in? Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, let's see here. People are You're Wrong in yesterday. This, somebody wrote a You're Wrong for yesterday at, at 12 p.m. noon. All right? <laughs> you got you to gotta, you gotta get to the ball quicker, y'all. The show ends at 11. Um, Ubisoft is based in France, so you... So, wait. Well, that's like different though. That's like not the same thing. That's like not what we were asking. We we're asking about like the lore in the game, not the, not the like studio to placement thing. I don't think we really have anything. Yeah, I mean, C W Luke here says Wendy's has never had uh, frozen beef, right? They or they Wendy's has never frozen their beef, is what they said. Um, why are Wendy's burgers square? Dave Thomas's vision wasn't just about building a better hamburger. Quality is in everything we do. That's why at Wendy's we don't cut corners. Wendy's hamburgers have always Wendy's been square, hamburger? and they hang they hang over the bun, so our customers can see the quality beef before even taking that first bite. When you see the square, you'll taste the difference. Are Wendy's hamburgers really fresh and never frozen? Yes, Wendy's uses fresh, never frozen beef on every hamburger every day. They go on. I'm going to stop there. Did Wendy write this in? 
What in the world is going on here? That's cool. I didn't realize Wendy's had a little blog post section. I mean, they're a, a company, so it's not too surprising. Uh, people are um, correcting also, the frostbite thing, of course. Yeah, it's snowbite, yeah. not frost, frostbite. Um, this isn't really a correction, but I guess it's like worth pointing out. Um, Sisa, Sisa, uh, wrote in and said correlating releases of World and Raz doesn't matter because both of the games were made by different teams. We lightly touched on that. I didn't explicitly say that because I was not positive that that like one did one and one did another. Like I didn't mm-hmm. want to assume the split, but um, yeah, yeah, more reasons to not count in between those. Not to say that the game does not count as a game. <laughs> like, obviously, it was a released game. Uh, that is it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tomorrow's host for KFGD will be Tim and Lucy. Finally. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can get a day. Yeah. I can get a day where I can hang out at my desk and listen to the show. Hell yeah. I'm tired of this life I live, Janet. You know what yeah. I mean? Talking about video it's, game news um, every day. Heavy lies the crown, you know? I'm saying. If you're gonna, not getting up there rest. pulling into that Wendy's drive through I'm going to get Wendy's for lunch today um janet before we get out of here do you have anything to promote oh yeah actually i do um so all throughout i guess kind of the next month right from now until like october 22nd ish um i'm raising money for the american heart association um the american heart association works to um, fight against uh heart disease you know do research provide like cpr training do like preventative care stuff support survivors so it's a really great organization um specifically if you're in I mean, they have heart walks everywhere, so look into your local area. But if you're in in the LA area, you can sign up to like do the heart walk. Doing the heart walk is free. You can just sign up. Uh, you can also like donate to anyone's causes without having to do the walk. So it's like a very mix and match situation. So um, I'm raising money. You can check out my link um, on my Twitter. Is the only place I think I have it right now pinned on my Twitter. Uh, my handle is at GameOnysis. That's Game O N Y S U S. Um, I'm raising it on Twitch as well. So if you go to like to my chat day time and hit like a switch point donate, it'll pop up. Um, but yeah, I'm going to do a bunch of stuff with that. I'm going to bring in my like brother to collab on it. Um, my friend Eddie to collab on it. I, I'm trying to make Isaiah do something. I like made him an account. We'll see what he like, what we end up playing or something like that. Um, and we'll see. I might be reaching out to other streamers and to build up the team. But uh, we're doing great so far. I just really started pushing it and we're already at $1,000 raised. Um, at $2,500, I'm going to do a video game cookbook stream, like an IRL cookbook thing. So we're going to keep adding in incentives and fun stuff. Um, tease for the future. I think I will be doing something with soul stuff, potentially, oh. during part of this. So um, right now, I'm mostly integrating it into like my day-to-day regular streaming. But I do plan to do some special big one-off like marathon sessions special stuff so uh come hang out again i'm doing that all throughout like the next month basically oh yeah twitter.com slash game honest check that stuff out of course this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday live right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about until next time game daily Oh, Jane, I think Jane is hanging out I, with us. For the I can post be here. Show. Yeah, I can be here. Oh, there she is. Hello. Yeah, sorry. We uh, don't good. normally do this for this, so I needed a second just to turn it on. Gotcha. Yep. I think Mike also needed to know because Mike and Andy were here. <laughs> so I didn't know if we're going to do like a four. Per- my, Mike's on his way Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, I'm, they're I'm flexible. Good. So if they want to do it and we have all, everyone, that's cool. If it's yeah. easy for me not to be here, that's cool. No, if they don't want to do it and it's just me and Bless, I'm also cool with that. Somebody no. in chat said you basically had to, <laughs> the Wendy's is cool, but you basically had to like, uh, finance a value meal. I find that very hilarious because they're not wrong. The, my little, my little uh, chicken biscuit 
breakfast combo that came with a side of potatoes, uh, fried potatoes, and a small my small coffee. That was like eleven bucks, dude. What are we doing? You gotta pay for quality, my guy. You gotta pay Ooh, for quality. Are we, what are we doing? You pay they, for they don't. You're not cutting corners when you're paying stuff. Mm-hmm. The chicken doesn't also, have corners. Mm. It's just a regular fast, piece fast of chicken. Fast food in general has gotten so much more expensive now. Back in the day, you could really eat off of like two, three dollars. I mean, yeah, the oh, dollar yeah. menu doesn't exist anywhere anymore, right? No. Remember that? Remember I made menu? a big old mistake last night, Janet. I decided, um, you know, I had a, a a fairly lengthy stream and was like feeling a little rumbly in my tumbly, bless. Mm-hmm. Might as well get to McDonald's. Okay. And it was just like. In the moment, you know it's not a good idea. In the moment, you know I shouldn't eat that edible right now. What's he doing? <laughs> it took me like five minutes to figure out what Kevin's trying to What is he doing? I'm just telling him I'm going to step out. Oh, yeah, he's going to go be, smoke. Yeah. Um, in the moment, you know it's a bad idea. <laughs> Why did you put him on blast like that? Because I like, love I'm putting him on blast. Because he, he always says he's going to quit, but he never this does. This is the fact that he kept doing this. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck are you telling me right now? You want me to get closer to the mic? Like what yeah, you- that's what I thought it was. I'm like, I'm close as I can be. I don't know if I can get Also, are we are we allowed to just start grabbing super chats or do we need to like wait? Is there like a formal like lead into this? <laughs> can you like- still hear us? <laughs> What's up, Kev? What's up? What up? What's up, Kev? I thought you quit, by the way. Anyway, uh Andy, this Andy, is if the I'm not saying something I'd appreciate if you don't say it either. You know what I mean? This is the I have a real tough day today. Yeah. This is the super chat uh prime time. Session special, yeah. super chat prime time, <laughs> everybody. Item, you know, get those super chats in, get those Amazon Twitch primes in. We know you got them at home. Call the family, call all your relatives. Everybody has Amazon Prime. Ask them for that login. All right, get your super chats in, get your prime times in, so we could talk to Janet and Blessing about all the video game questions. By the way, Division Three, really excited about that. Oh yeah, like Are you a Division guy. I mean, I loved The Division 2. I put a buttload of hours into it. And now I'm excited to just kind of like start fresh because I know that everybody's always like, Andy, there's new expansions. Andy, there's Heartland, whatever the hell that one is. It, that even, one that's even, not even ever out. That's comes a free to play game that's never coming out. Yeah. Um, but I keep on you know, hearing about there's a new expansion. It's like, no, no, no. I just want to start fresh. Let me just wipe the slate clean. I feel that. Create a new character. And now I'm playing on keyboard mouse, so I feel like way more dominant with my aiming and stuff. Where do you want them to go with the new division? Um, see, uh, Honestly, like, don't care. Just want a full overhaul. Whether it's mm. snowy and wintry again, whether it's kind of like summerish in DC, whatever the hell the setting is, I vibed with both of them heavy. Yeah. I just want it to obviously look awesome. I want the upgrades to the engine. I want it to be next-gen only or current. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, no backwards compatibility to, like, older consoles. I want that shit to look real good. Um, I, li- I really liked what they did with DC. Yeah. Those I, museums were really cool. There were some awesome missions and sh- mission structures in that game. Janet, did you have? Um, yeah, I was just going to... Can I, like, can I pull from chat? Is that, like, allowed? Can oh, I, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Because I have a really important one from Mike Tondro, friend of the show. Hey, Mike. Edson says, Janet, when is Blessing joining the Gooby's gang? Blessing, are you familiar with, with, the, with our Lord wait. and Savior, Gooby? Are you, are you saying boobies? Goobies. Gooby. Oh, Gooby. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. Important distinction. I was like, why don't join the Boobies gang? <laughs> when did I leave? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, go- I oh, you never the- asked. <laughs> yeah. what's, the, what's, what's the Goobies? The, okay, so Goobies, it's um, like a Survivors-like, like how Vampire Survivors is, like an auto-shoot um, oh. roguelike game, but everything's like 
they're all goobies. So like you're a gooby, you're fighting other goobies. It came out like this year, like a few months ago, and it's like it's awesome. It's like now when you say and you get like different abilities, and you're just like a ball goo. Like look up goobies. Are you talking about like the the old ass meme from like ten years ago where it was gooby please, where it was Goofy and Donald? No, I don't know about that. Okay, that's like it's like a real old school gooby please. The first video I found, full AOE builds are completely broken in goobies. Damn, they already got TikTok people. (laughs) Oh shit! Yes, Vampire Survivors where he plays these little. Little cute guys, little cute balls, goobies. They're called goobies. It kind of looks like different ones. Kind of reminds you of like Slither IO, like just like visually. It's it's six dollars on Steam. Blessing, what's stopping you from? What's stopping? I mean, I was never that big of a Vampire Survivors person. Um, yeah, but this could be your lives of P. Mm, my generic version actually gets me into it because I never played Vampire Survivors at all, and then I played this, and I'm like, this is pretty good. I'm I'm looking at the super chats and the resubscriptions from yesterday. And I'm already just so annoyed being re-reminded of how critically wrong this audience is by voting that the Spice Girls are bigger <laughs> yeah. than Destiny's oh Child. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I meant to bring that up, actually, with, now, now that I have Janet here. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, do you ever think about how we should eliminate the whites of this company? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, 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 let's be real. I'm tired of y'all. I, I, could, I, was, I was beyond shocked yesterday when, like... Yeah. When, uh, one destiny so, child so, is bigger than all the spice this, girls combined this reminded me of when i did um one of our panels at pax was the gamecube is the greatest console of all time and we made like our little like top 10 list and then we like had the audience kind of participate and we tried to like knock stuff off and all that and the audience kept trying to remove nba street and i'm like we're not going to remove nba street and i just felt like i'm like this feels racially motivated why do you want to <laughs> remove it like we're not gonna leave have it leave stop asking to take off nba street the only thing that does one of the best games the only thing that does give me hope about that poll is that i feel like a lot of people voted in mike's favor and sided with mike just to annoy me because Mm -hmm. that's just kind of how the dynamic is whatever mike says like whether no matter what how ridiculous it is right if if mike says that he you know crashed his car and left his car there and then just bought another one and like the audience would be like, Andy, that's totally normal. And I'd be going crazy because that's just the dynamic we have. I got to assume that everybody was just voting and siding with Mike to annoy me. So that's what so I'm hoping for. talking about like, yeah. the worldwideness of Spice Girls and like the album. Say- Again, this isn't... Like, You're right. Beyonce's never left like the a, U.S. They don't know who Beyonce like factual, is in Africa. It's not like a... If, it's <laughs> in not England. Who, it's not which group sold the most albums. You know, that wasn't the question. It was which one is was like bigger, like more whatever. Like which would <laughs> sell out an arena right now, like the fastest today. Also, like the impact that Destiny's Child had is felt way more than like the Spice Girls. That's why I oh, picked easily. Destiny's Child. Like they have more of an impact, like a general impact than us. Ask me to name one and a half Spice Girl song. No. I couldn't I even, I couldn't get two thirds of the way there. Singing in your lap and you're gonna be fine. Take a, take a yeah, if it wasn't for, like, the Beyonce aspect, you know, maybe I could have just like whatever. But like, yeah, come on exactly. Now, like, Troubled anyway. waters resubscribed for eight months using Prime. Because again, this is the Super Chat Prime time. Thank you for using your Prime on us. Shrimp a limp, a first month subscriber. This is a random one. Twenty one hours ago, Shrimp a limp was like, "Here's my first time subscription with Prime." Oh. Oh. You may not even be live right now, but here's, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's very, very cool of you. 21 hours, damn. I appreciate that very, very much. Subscribing for the very first time, wherever you are, a first time member here in the Kind of Funny community. You said, Blessing, you were two years old for the Spice Girls. I was four years old for Destiny's Child. What is your point? Yeah. You know what I mean? I we watched about Austin Destiny. Powers, okay? We saw yeah. Beyonce pop off in Austin Powers. Um, Sherbert Sunday, 26 months of tier one subscription. I am Kettner. 
41 months here in the Kind of Funny community. We got Madden level 14 months of Prime Gaming. Sty with 25 months of Prime Gaming. Thank you, Sty and Madden. We got JB Bonaf Bona Bonifacio with a $20 super chat. Just dropping a little, oh. 20, a, a little two zero ski over here. It says, oh, you, they drop oh, over under. I see. Over under, they dropped a Final Fantasy VII Rebirth demo tomorrow evening on PSN. Under? Wait, say say that whole sentence. Well, like, I'm still thinking about Spice Girls. You can't, you, you can't, like, you can't <laughs> say you can over under for, like, you need to say over under JB Bonifacio if it's like a, like, how many days until they drop the Final Fantasy demo? Over yeah. under mm -hmm. three and a half days. Yeah. That's where that would make sense. Where you'd go, I'd go over, I'll take four, I'll go under, I'll take I three. I guess I'd go over because it's. I think they do it past tomorrow evening. But I don't know. Nothing would really surprise me. I wouldn't be surprised if there was no demo at all. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. They did a demo for the last one, and that demo was pretty big um, in terms of attention. I feel like but... they've just been doing a buttload of demos lately. Yeah. Like that's just kind of way. been their their mo. Did they do a demo for FF7 remake? Yes, yeah. they did. Yeah. I know because I played it and I wrote the guide for it. Yeah, we're for sure gonna get a rebirth demo. El Capitan. I lived, I lived in that demo, by the way. I real quick. I remember writing or talking to people about like the way Cloud went down the ladder felt awkward, and then when I played the full game, they had changed it, and I was like, "That was all oh, you, yeah. good shit." Yeah, that was all me. That was all You're you. Welcome. Yeah, uh, it's like uh, how LeBron in, uh, invented bonus tracks. What if we took some of the songs that didn't make the album and then released it a couple months released later? A couple months later, it's like a bonus version. Ah, LeBron, this is a visionary. <laughs> just a visionary. Yeah, a visionary, dude. That's my favorite saying. I love that saying. <laughs> That's another good one. Man, anytime, uh -oh. anytime I get like the LeBron is a is an awful liar, like those are my, I will watch those TikToks every time. Those are my favorite. Like, the other person that does that is Soldier Boy, but then Soldier Boy will turn out to be right about it. Like, he does the whole thing where Soldier Boy is like, oh, yeah, Drake st stole my whole flow. And people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Then he's like, oh, you hear this song? Like, you know, hop about it. But, like, he kind of did the same melody. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, shit. Drake did stole from Soldier Boy. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, another clip I will always watch <laughs> that I was referencing the other night was, uh, um, okay, yeah, Drake, Drake number two. Okay, I thought Drake would be number one. The interview with Lil Wayne. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That one, yeah. And, and, and uh, Eminem not even on the list. Eminem wasn't on the list. <laughs> who else is on there? Yeah. Uh, Gucci Mane. Gucci, Gucci who? Gucci, <laughs> Gucci Mane was on the list. Eminem was. Shout out Gucci. Yeah. Yeah. That's like such an iconic clip. That's my favorite. Uh, El Capitan with a $10 super chat says, the talk about the 75-25 S to X console split. No one mentioned the S was widely available online way before the X or PS5 was. Microsoft made way more S consoles than X, just like Sony made more disc PS5s. I guess I mean, there was a decent amount of time where you could not find an X. Yeah, there was like a lot of time where you could only buy an S yeah. and not but an that's X. But that is also from a really specific window. Which yeah, yeah. Of, there's, a, there's which, a window there. And to be fair, there like, might have been a window where X was available, but, I have but to, I'd have to relook up the article. The tough thing about some of these conversations that we have on the show is that Sometimes we can't get to every single detail. <laughs> yeah. We had an hour to get through. And that show was an hour and a half. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's a, that's a fair, very fair point. Fulvish Shade, $2. Or no, a two-month resubscription using Prime. Because again, this is Super Chat Prime time. Says, loving the funny. Had this sub laying around. Usually listening on Google, though. Well, welcome in. Google user here. Android all day, baby. Luke shot first. Doobies. 40 months. With Prime says, wow, 40 months, let's get to four years. Fire guy Mike, four months, says, wahoo, only no Twitch because of kind of funny. 
Wow. And you see the Twitch? That's kind of neat. The Portland Kevin with a $5 super chat says, Reminder, the Portland Kind of Funny meetup is Saturday, September 30th at the Lucky Lab Public House from 2 to 4. Reminder, I'm just going to repeat that one more time. The Portland Kind of Funny meetup is Saturday, September 30th, Lucky Lab Public House, 2 to 4 p.m. If you're in Portland, go say I had a bunch of Kind of Funny best friends. I'll be hanging out and giving away a few movie codes there. Thank you, Portland Kevin, for your $5 super chat. Matt McCoy, $5 Super Chat, says, Oh my God, Barrett, how good are the new Blink tracks? Barrett's not here, but I'm sure he likes the new Blink tracks. I got to check him out. That video kind of made me you know, tear up. Well, um, something I needed to think about for the end of the year. Hit me up. I want to do a best boss fight category. Because oh. this is an incredible year for boss fights. Yeah, oh yeah. Do you have a top two right now? A top two? Yeah, boss fights this year. Oh, Think about all the games. Oh, Armored man. Core, Jedi Survivor, Wulong Fallen Dynasty. I mean, Final Lies Fantasy of P, 16. Final Fantasy 16. Final Fantasy 16 might have the top two for me. Mike, honestly. Oh, because, not because of mechanics, because of the grandiose nature yeah. of the music. What's and the name of my hitting? guy, like the big buff guy in Final Fantasy 16? That was like, he was like one of the early. Hugo. Hugo. Yeah. Oh, God. Hugo. That might be, that's top two. Yeah. That's top two for sure. Um, that had me like, like my, oh, that made me realize that I will never enjoy anything more than two men just hating each other's guts. Where it's like they didn't, it wasn't even about hurting each other physically anymore. They wanted to hurt each other emotionally. Yeah. God, that boss. The music just hits like crazy in those. Like Sid didn't do it. I CJ did. splits on with a five dollar super chat says, "Has this been the most exciting year for Fantasy Critic?" By the way, who's winning? Yes. Greg's so I was in the lead. I was uh, checking this this morning, literally, and yeah, Greg's in the lead. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> followed no by Janet. Followed by me. I'm in third place. That said. I think what Greg and Janet still have four games left to release, and I have five games left to release, and so I put us at equal footing. <laughs> I'm already forcing myself into next year's. I want me and Tim to represent oh, Gamescast. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so fun! You guys totally your sex should. Cast Gamescast. Yeah, get Baird in there too. But I don't know how. Also I don't know the rules, so you have to teach me. Um, we need more people that participate. More, yeah, we need more competition. Um, because. You know, Gary yeah, don't give a fuck. Weird. Yeah. yeah, Gary. Gary here's the thing that pisses Gary. me off. Hey, Janet, we haven't had the chance to talk about this. Gary gave you Greg Starfield. You let him give him Starfield. He, uh, Greg told me to do it in the middle of like our mm-hmm. Gamescom live stream. I was distracted. I had no idea what was going on. I didn't have time to think about it. I was. He, it seemed like a work thing. He was like, "Hey, can you approve this thing?" I'm like, "All right, cool." <laughs> what, what I am praying for, what I would love more than nothing more in this year is to still beat greg despite the fact that he fucking cheated at this game yeah. somebody says um, it was the trade he tra- he didn't trade a game no he traded he promotion trade he, he promoted he his book services yeah that's kind of nice if we can do that what else can we do on content so it's like okay i'm sorry i don't have a fucking million people on this hell app okay that's that's some lobbying type shit right there it is. you know that's 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 the oil company getting in these politicians pockets right there that's real fun. i'm not a big fan it's of a, and i think greg move from a small small man yeah. right so, right now it looks like greg is gonna win because of starfield and so we're, cha- we're changing though, that rule though, next year and granted the projections are bad um like they're not accurate on fancy critic ever but i am projected to win and i did some guessing math and i I feel like I could win by like one point. It's gonna be very close. I think it is just me and Greg. I'm sorry, bless. Like you got some good shit, but I don't think you're gonna catch up. I mean, all I need um, is one. All I need is one of my games to give me 20 points, and I'm there. Just one. I yeah, but we have any other given games Sunday. too. Is the thing. Another thing I'm worried about with but, like, Greg. I have more games to release. Is my thing. I have like one more game yeah. than you guys that hasn't yeah, but, been released. Let me see. You, but you already have your games like picked, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of your games aren't that good. Um, <laughs> oh, really? Two, you I think, think Cocoon is gonna come out and flop? No, Cocoon's gonna be good. Football Manager 2024. That's, that's gonna, gonna be good. Do that much. 
Jusant, I think that game could suck. I'm not going to lie. That but game it also could, be, could be incredible. It could, but what's more likely from Don't Nod? What's the last good Don't Nod game? Okay, don't ask me these rational questions. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with your rationality. I'm sorry, I did not like that fucking whatever the fuck game they last made. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but I didn't, I didn't like did it. You, did you see um, the trailer for Jusant? I did. It looks good, Just but you know what else looked good? Recore. And it wasn't. So I don't know. More importantly, Wizard, though, good, more importantly, so. chat. I won my fin uh, fantasy football match this past week. We're now one auto draft. Andy is now one and one. My first time playing fantasy football in about 15 years. That's T yeah. Higgins and Mike Evans really popped off for me. y'all. Um, the next uh, super chat is from cozy bear with a $7 super chat says, which fast food mascot would you take with you on a day trip to the Seattle aquarium? Ooh. Well, speaking of that, uh, a joke I was going to make during the Embracer talk, but it felt inappropriate. But now I feel like I, I can make because the moment's passed, okay. right? I was going to compare Embracer to Arby's. I didn't know mm. if that was going to be like in our, in our the, you know, like, <laughs> fast food video game companies conversation. Mm. But this is me as an Arby's hater. Um, I'll probably take Wendy. Okay. Take Ron McDonald's, carry all the like families out of there. Is she like an actual girl or is she like in a costume in your mind? She's Isla Fisher from uh, the the um, Wedding Crashers movie. Had a big crush mm. on her. Can I take oh, um, Flow like. from Progressive? Sure. Cool. Not that's a food that's company, but that's fine. Yeah. Oh, food company. Yeah. Yeah, Kept saying right. Grimace, and I kind of agree. He's soft. You could like give him a little hug and stuff. That's nice. TRJR, subscriber with Prime for the very first month as well. Thank you, TRJR. Very, very first time here joining the community. McCarcy. 83 months with Prime. Very diametrically opposed right there. A first month and an 83 month. Thank you, McCarcy and TRJR. Pierre the Gamer became a member over on the YouTube side. Says, just wanted to shout out the whole kind of funny best friends. Huge fan of the show, y'all. Question for Janet and Blessing. What is your favorite hip-hop album? Right now, probably. Uh, ever, ever, ever. Not, not. Yeah, like, well, I mean, like, like you're asking me right now. It's ever, ever, I mean. ever, um, ever. To Pamela Butterfly is the one that comes to mind first. And that's where my gut tells me to go uh obviously i'd want to think about it more to like really have it solidified but you're asking me right now that's my that's my answer i'll go with jay-z hard knock life mm. really no not really but i just like i listened the i listened to the fuck out of jay-z when i was in elementary sucks school. My, my answer oh, yeah. is one that like i feel like i can't give anymore you know what i mean like because uh, oh, connie went in like fucked everything up and yeah. so like my beautiful dark twisted twist fantasy. fantasy yeah like that would be my answer but because now i hate connie i'm gonna go Oh, fuck. I, I kind of also want to go to Pimp Butterfly. Because Janet yeah. did it, I'm going to say For Your Eyes Only by J. Cole. Okay. Oh, interesting. Also, though, uh, shout to Jay-Z, because I, I listened to The Blueprint a lot as a kid. It was like the first CD I bought myself with my own money, and I heard that album a lot. It's a great album. 16-Bit Otaku, $2 Super Chat says, Have you tried the first Descendant beta? 120 frames per second on PS5. I've seen a lot about it. There's There are Twitch bounties available, where if you're a Twitch streamer and you have... The little bounty board, you can get paid extra for playing First Descendant. It looks like Destiny and Warframe. It's Unreal Engine 5. It's a looter shooter. It looks super flashy, but it's one of these games that, like, it's. I think it's published by Nexon. Um, it seems like one of those games that just may be a flash in the pan. Maybe it finds an audience, but mm -hmm. visually it's, like, so stunning that I... It, it, it seems like just one of these, like... Um, these developers, like, a, when I think of, um, what's the one that was, like, the Sekiro-like? Oh, like, what, Wukong? Multiplayer. Uh, multiplayer. Yeah. Naraka Blade Point? Yeah, Naraka Blade Point. Or it kind of reminds me of that, where it's like, is this going to find an oh, audience? The, the first budget Descendant. is so insane. Wait, is that playable now? Yeah. The first Descendant? Yeah. Wait, can, where can I, is it multiplayer? Yeah. 
I want to play this. Unreal Engine 5. I really want to play this. But he said it's it's a, the demos on PS5. I wasn't listening. I think the demos. Yeah. Are, I think the demos everywhere. Oh, I'm picking this like up for like an alpha. Like yeah, because the trailer looks dope, dope, dope as hell. Like we saw it at Gamescom, and like this is one of the ones that surprised us. I didn't realize it was 120 FPS. That doesn't sound like a real thing, but I'll, I'll try it out. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Andy, you still playing Valorant? I don't play as often, but it's still a big fan of watching pro teams and hopping on when I can. Feel the surge. I have not played Valorant in a long time. I haven't played a multiplayer game in a long time that wasn't Destiny 2. Um, with all of the time, with all the games that are out right now, it, it's, it's hard to find the motivation to say, let me hop into a couple of games of Overwatch. Um, at, like, Because I just think of that being quality time that I could put towards these single player games that I want to be able to beat and then talk about at the end of the year for game of the year stuff. Um, Ray Games, $2 Super Chats is bless. OG Final Fantasy 7 KF streams ahead of Rebirth. Uh, man, I kind of, I, I like where your head's at because I kind of like that idea. We got to get Mike to play Remake. Oh, Mike hasn't played Remake? No. I think Mike would enjoy Remake. Right, Mike would really like Remake, actually. Yeah. He loved Final Fantasy XVI. Um, I've, I've just played Final Fantasy VII, like, the first parts of it so many times that I, I don't know if I can bring myself to do it again. Because this I last know, time, I played, like, 15 to 20 hours. I got pretty far this last time. And I don't know if I want to replay all that just because... And I also just don't know if it'll be a fun game to stream, you know? It's mm -hmm. kind of old. Like, it's one of those ones where you're just getting into random encounters a lot, like... Yeah, I don't know if that's a fun It's not game. necessarily playing an old Metal Gear Solid game where there's still, like, cinematic cutscenes that are going to make you go, like, oh, shit, yeah. fucking crazy. You know, like, it's still... It'll be us reading the dialogue out yeah. loud, probably. Uh, Price412 with 59 resubscription says, uh, sub, sub, sub. Um, Clammy Money, 82 months of resubscription. Thank you, Clammy Money. And the final one from Macho with a $5 super chat says, Andy, you got to stop with all the energy drinks, bro. LOL, looking out for your health. You always have one, and you don't discriminate brands. <laughs> I don't. I don't <laughs> discriminate brands. Uh, I have about an energy drink a day, um, but I also drink a lot of water. So a lot of people don't, like, just assume I'm only drinking caffeine and sodas all day. I drink a lot of water. Like, I'm constantly refilling my Brita at home, um, and it's delicious. Nothing better than just, like, good crisp, good crisp drink of water. You know what I mean? I, mean, like, I love like, water. Oh refreshing you open you know up I mean? my fridge right now and i just have like every water bottle i own in there just yeah. filled with water because i just like i just like like to keep it in the fridge yeah um thank you everybody for your support has any checked out Witchfire yet no but i think i downloaded whatever that demo is or that alpha uh a couple more real quick before we move on to the stream where me nick mike and bruce green will be playing Ooh. payday three uh so stay tuned for that. But these final two ones from Nick Show, 28 months, says cop one of the new tees, keep up the great work. Tell Graphic Mark to buy a shirt as well. Thank you. Buy a shirt, Graphic Mark. Thank you, Nick Show, for 28 months. And the final one from Ben Hit, a full year of support in a row, 14 months total using Twitch Prime. Hopefully you got more than Primes coming because we'll see you uh, in just a bit on the stream. Bye, Janet. Good First is now downloading. Bye, guys. Yeah.